It is the glory of God to conceal a matter. To search it out is the glory of kings. This is the Message to Kings podcast. Episode 266, Jesus Becomes a Man. Thank you to those who supported the Resilience Awakening launch. I really appreciate it. And if you haven't yet, go to Amazon, check out Resilience Awakening. Your support really helps to encourage other works, especially future history works and other genres. And if you haven't got a chance as well to review the book or the podcast, please do so. It helps others to find it. Also, I do have a bunch of books from the publisher and I do plan to give many of them away over the next couple months. Uh, we'll actually do a drawing after this episode uh, in a week from now. Um, so we'll do a drawing and a book giveaway. So just email me at message to kings at gmail.com. And by the end of the week, we'll pull all the names together, put them in a hat. I even, may even have one of my daughters pull out which name is the winner. And we'll see who, who is the winner. Just email me, message to kings at gmail.com. Say, hi, Brett. I'm emailing on the book promo, put my name in the drawing. And even if you have a copy already, I'll ship you one so you can give it away um, if you guys win. Um, also, this promo only applies to listeners in the United States. Sorry, I can't ship a copy overseas very easy. All right, without further ado, our regular scheduled program. Today, it's common culture for Jewish boys to have a coming-of-age party uh, when they turn 14. The, the party is called a bar mitzvah, um, and it's basically when a, um, a Jewish boy becomes a man. Um, we had neighbors once who threw a giant party. Um, they were Jewish, and they had um, their son was turning 13, and they probably invited 300 people. Um, there was a massive candy bar. The family flew in from New York. There was food everywhere. There was a convention hall and had a sports and a music theme. And there was a Jewish traditional ceremony as well. And I remember I was at that party. And I wish I remembered the blessing that the rabbi uh, prayed over the, uh, the young man as he became a boy. Uh, but I did get a chance to talk to the rabbi. Uh, and I met him in the hallway near this at the ceremony and I struck up a conversation um, and I asked him about the law and then a curious moment in the Old Testament about King David and I said why was Uzzah killed when he touched the ark while David was given mercy for eating the consecrated bread and he was also even given mercy uh, for his sins in many ways um, his answer was a curious one and he's like hmm I, I guess the Lord, it's a peculiar question, and, uh, and maybe the Lord has favorites. That was his answer uh, that I remembered. Um, well, I don't know what to make of it, his, you know, his answer, but it was, it was fun striking up a conversation with a scholar, uh, with, a, with a rabbi. And I didn't realize the value of a good question to a scholar back then. 
And, and I don't even know exactly what it has to do with this episode, except if you end up at a at a bar mitzvah, and one of those crazy exuberant ones, find the rabbi, ask some questions, you're bound to learn something. He's bound to teach you something about Jewish history, or or say something that baffles you. Well, I guess in many ways it does apply to this episode. Um, I did just what and what we see Jesus did, and not just what Jesus did, but one of the things that Jesus did, um, and it's the Jewish style um, that we find in this uh, this account of Jesus when he's 12, the questions, ponderous ones, debating the meaning of life, the power of the Torah and its many meanings. That's what they did um, in the temple. And, and it's those difficult questions where they would they would challenge the rabbis of the day or the teachers of the law. This was Jewish tradition to debate and marvel over the Torah and the prophecies of the Old Testament. In Bible times, 12 was the 13 of today. At the age of 12, a son becomes part of the family business. And if Jesus was a builder, or if Joseph was a builder, he was mature enough, Jesus at 12, to take on a major part of the family business responsibilities. And I picture the exact words from Joseph, Joseph telling Jesus, now that you're 12, you must learn and be trusted with the family business. And I almost believe Jesus remembers this wholeheartedly, so much so that he works this into the first read chronological words in the Bible in the New Testament. So the timeline of this event is Passover, and we can't miss this at all. The symbolism is staggering. Uh, the first and the last, the Alpha and Omega, Jesus will show as a man in Jerusalem at Passover. The last we see him in the temple is at Passover as well. And of course, the meanings will only be compounded. History repeating itself. It's a God thing. That's, that's all I can say. I don't know why he does it the way he does it, but he connects these dots with these almost repeat patterns and types and shadows. Maybe it's just a confirmation. When the spirit moves, there must be a physical pattern uh, to connect everything. And, and that's just a theory. All right, so here's the account. Luke 2.41. His parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem according to the customs of the feast. When they had finished the days, as they returned, the boy Jesus lingered behind in Jerusalem, and Joseph and his mother did not know it. But supposing him to have been in the company, they went a day's journey and sought him among their relatives and acquaintances. So when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem seeking him. All right, how on earth did Mary and Joseph lose the Son of Man, their very own son, and leave him in Jerusalem? The most probable answer is that um, this was all arranged to paint a picture, um, you know, from a sovereign perspective. Uh, but physically, Mary and Joseph were probably with the whole host from their town, and they assumed Jesus was with his friends. You know, some some friend of Jesus said, hey, he's with my buddy, I saw him last, or something like that, and they trusted him. And it ends up instead, he lingered in Jerusalem on his own. Luke 2.46 now so it was that after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. All right, you can't miss this. Jesus was gone three days. Three days on Passover. 
Passover was over. Mom and dad had turned around and they left. And Jesus lingered in Jerusalem for three days, unknown to them. If he was even alive or dead, Jesus will die on Passover and he'll be raised from the dead on the third day. And he will raise from the dead and he'll appear to people in their midst. Isn't that astounding? It's a type and shadow of his death and resurrection. Luke 2, 48. So when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said to him, son, why have you done this to us? Look, your father and I have sought you anxiously. And he said to them, why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? But they did not understand the statement which he spoke to them. What sharp wit. He told his father he was about his father's business. (laughs) He truly was about his father's business. That was his role, his purpose. His father's business on earth, bringing heaven to earth. Yes, he would be a builder like his father, and he would be mentored by his father, but he was really here to bring heaven to earth, to fulfill his father's purpose on the earth. Next, we have one of those incredible moments and prayers for parents. Luke 2, 51. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject to them. But his mother kept all these things in her heart, and Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Mary was overwhelmed again and again, and Jesus increases in wisdom and stature in favor with God and man. Pray that over your children, your disciples, that you and others increase in wisdom, stature, and in favor with God and man. To conclude this episode of Message to Kings, let's talk more about this scene and the power of what has happened here and compound on the already amazing symbolism at work here. I'm absolutely amazed at this scene. Here we have Jesus in the temple courts on Passover. The lamb himself is speaking with the teachers, both listening and asking them questions. And remember that question I had for the rabbi, They love good questions. Mm, Perhaps God has favorites. Where is mom and dad? They were in the celebration, and they assumed Jesus was with his friends and his brothers. Instead, he was in the temple itself. They leave. Now catch the symbolism. They turn their back on him. And this is what Father God did when Jesus was on the cross. This is why Jesus said, Why have you forsaken me? This occurred when he became the atonement and he took upon himself all the sins of the world. And at this moment, Father God himself turned away because he couldn't look upon him because he had all the sins of the earth upon him. This moment, Father God himself turned away because he couldn't look upon him. This was the one moment Jesus didn't see his father's face. This was the most painful, let's say spiritually painful moment for Jesus spiritually painful because he didn't have he couldn't see his father god looking down upon him his earthly father turns away from him here and for how long three days and this is the time that jesus was dead they didn't see him again until the third day mary probably feared the worst his death but on the third day he was standing before them and just for fun it it seems the Bible says he was, he was standing in the midst of the teachers, in the midst of the temple, 
Jesus stood listening and asking excellent questions. And this is how he revealed himself to the resurrection. In the closed room and the disciples, he walked through the walls into their midst. And when Jesus asked questions while the teacher's testing, it was Jesus who asked Peter three times after the resurrection, do you love me? And his answers amazed the listeners. They were amazed not at his answers, but his questions. Peter was healed and changed forever when Jesus said, feed my sheep. Jesus would take upon himself the atonement. Even Father God would turn his face, and on the third day he would appear again in our midst, asking questions and marveling the listeners. After 40 days, Jesus would ascend to heaven. Fifty days later, the Holy Spirit would come on Pentecost, arriving again in our midst. And the temple whose purpose had been fulfilled would now become the New Testament believers. And the Holy Spirit would dwell in our very souls and the innermost parts of those who believe. Oh, Jesus, how did you do it? How did you hide these pictures in the stories of the past? How did you write them in the lines of biblical history with such precision? Jesus, we thank you for the layers of learning that are beneath every biblical account. We thank you for the glory of your word. And I pray for myself and the listeners, the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you, that we may know you more and more every day. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Message to Kings. If you haven't yet, please make sure to rate your podcast on your listening platform, whether it be Amazon, Spotify, iTunes, or Google Play. Also, check out the Message to Kings website or email us at any feedback at messagetokings at gmail.com or support the program with donations on the website or purchases from Steadfast Gifts, our Etsy-affiliated store or through purchases of Resilience Awakening on Amazon. Just know all your support goes towards the podcast and future creative works for the kingdom.